0: What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. If it's your first time, glad to have you here. I'm Emmanuel Mangalacho That is Dave Hellman, NFL insider, the one and only Joy Taylor, and Philadelphia Eagles all-time Russian leader, LaShawn Shady McCoy. Two five, two live. That's my fault. That's my on. fault. I did not mean to leave you hanging. Well, let me let y'all in on something I just now realized. The greatest myth in the National Football League is that Lamar Jackson has been given no help. It's the greatest myth in all of football, and I do not know why somebody has not yet debunked it, so allow me to. You understand that since Lamar Jackson entered the league in 2018, the Ravens have acquired seven, yes, seven skill position players in the first three rounds. That's the most in the National Football League tied with the San Francisco 49ers, and we all know that Jimmy Garoppolo has been given a plethora of help. Think about it even further. The Baltimore Ravens have acquired seven first round, second round or third round skill position players in five years. But with Joe Flacco's 10 year tenure, they acquired the exact same number. So Joe Flacco in 10 years was given the same help as Lamar Jackson in five years. I can't process thinking that Lamar hasn't been given help or that he's been set up to fail. Greg Roman, he allowed Lamar Jackson to win. Unanimous MVP, he helped him with that. I can't blame Greg Roman. I can't blame the intention of the help. Yes, the help hasn't necessarily panned out, but they've been trying to help the unanimous MVP, Lamar Jackson. So now I'm trying to figure out how in the world the Ravens have set Lamar Jackson up to fail. Chady McCoy, I gotta come to you. Maybe you can help me understand this. Have the Ravens set Lamar Jackson up to fail, big dog? They, they set him up. I was, was going
1: to say, they set him up, right? Especially to fail. I mean, let's look at it. Out of all the the quarterbacks we talk about, right, getting help, I look at a guy in my town, right, Hurts, Jalen Hurts. Howie did a great job of putting help around him. Mm -hmm. A.J. Brown, a Heisman winner, Devontae Adams, like they're getting these guys help. And I look at Lamar, it's like, who do you get? Now, granted, one of my best friends, Deshaun Jackson, is there, but he's in year 15. He's still fast. He's not (laughs) going to play every snap. I play under Greg Roman. Greg Roman is the office coordinator for the Ravens. Smart dude knows how to run the ball, but he's still in that old mindset of having three tight ends playing at the same time. They have a 300-pound tight end playing. He's like tight end fullback. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? Right? You have to evolve. So I think if you have Lamar in a different offense where they run the ball but also let him throw, like, his main target is a tight end. And I, and I hate to disrespect Mark Andrews because I don't want to do that, but come on. I want to be able to, the ability to throw the ball deep mid range passes, not just to tight ends. So when you want Lamar Jackson to go out there and just be Super Jackson, go out there and score touchdowns and be the MVP, you have to evolve. The tape is out there. They see what he is. Get this guy some help.
2: Please. If you want to criticize the Ravens for not doing enough, okay. I think that's a conversation we can have. Setting him up to fail sounds awfully dramatic to me. I, I, I really think you can chalk a lot of the Ravens' problems up to bad luck if you want me to be honest with you. because I mean, think about this in totality. The Ravens drafted Rashad Bateman. He's hurt right now. They spent a first-round pick on him. He's hurt. J.K. Dobbins, top uh, 55th overall pick, second-round pick, great running back coming out of Ohio State. He's been hurt a lot. Mark Andrews has been in and out of the lineup. Then peel back, go another layer. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, one of the best left tackles in football, has been in and out of the lineup a lot over the last couple of seasons. Orlando uh, Brown didn't want to play right tackle. They had to trade him away. They have done things to help him. Think about even this year. Okay, you send Hollywood Brown away, but what do you get for him? You draft one of the best center – actually, no, not one of. The best center in college football, Tyler Linderbaum. They signed Kevin Zeitler, an above-average guard in the league these last years. It's it's not that they're not – they're not setting him up to fail. Mainly, more than anything, I think the Ravens have had bad luck. If you want to argue they could have spent some defensive picks on offensive help, Okay. But we all regard the Ravens as one of the best-run organizations in football. So to say setting them up for failure, I just think that sounds, sounds really aggressive. dramatic. I, it's very aggressive. Joy, what do you
0: stand?
3: Hmm. And is that the problem? Do we have so much respect for the Ravens that none of us are willing to criticize some of the choices that they've made? Kind of feels that way. Okay. I respect the Ravens a lot. I'm from Pittsburgh. Ravens, Steelers, that's a real rivalry. They're well-run organizations. And you see this with the Steelers a lot, too. Well-run organizations get the benefit of the doubt. But their receiving core, wide, wide receivers and tight ends, rank 26th in the NFL in receiving yards, 31st in the NFL in drop passes, 27th in yards after catch. Mm. There's no one you're walking onto that field with on the offensive side of the ball and really being afraid of, besides Lamar Jackson. Also, you can make all those picks and make bad choices. Absolutely. Just because you are trying doesn't mean that you're doing the right thing and picking the right players. Who in the Baltimore offense, Mark Andrews, pops in your mind as a weapon that the Baltimore Ravens have? Deshaun Jackson, when, he, when he's out there, they can go over the top. Mm-hmm. Does anyone striking fear no, in, your, in your heart or Sean mind? Uh, when I, healthy.
1: Be, I like D-Rob. D-Rob can be a good – Three, maybe yep. two. Three,
3: we're talking about ones, we're yeah. talking about explosive plays, we're talking about weapons. When you're walking on the field and preparing for that offense, you gotta be nervous. You gotta know where this dude is. Baltimore doesn't have that outside of Lamar Jackson. Now, you can make arguments for every part of it. Is it Lamar's fault? Is it luck? Is it health? Is it poor drafting? Is it old school uh, mentality when it comes to offense? Maybe it's all those things. But for us to just sit here and say that it's the most talented player on the team's fault, and not the the organization who's making all these choices that Lamar has nothing to do with, that feels a little lopsided to me.
0: That's fair. I don't think that it's Lamar's fault. I think that Lamar is a lot more culpable than we're making him out to be. Let's start with Greg Roman. Greg Roman rejuvenized and revitalized Alex Smith's career. Alex Smith was a bust. Greg Roman shows up with Harbaugh. Next thing you know, Alex Smith is in an NFC championship game. Under Greg Roman, Colin Kaepernick is in a Super Bowl. Under Greg Roman, Colin Kaepernick is in another NFC championship game. Under Greg Roman, Lamar Jackson is a unanimous MVP for the first time in the history of the National Football League. So I cannot say that Greg Roman, who allowed Lamar Jackson and helped Lamar Jackson achieve the most notable athletic achievement, and he won a Heisman, the most notable athletic achievement, I can't say that Greg Roman is at fault. That's my first thing. My second thing is, I just have problem Joy with people saying they're not trying to help Lamar. Because at the point in which you draft Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst, in the same year you draft Lamar, you draft two skill positions, one before Lamar, there's help. And then the following year, you draft Hollywood Brown. And then you draft Miles Boykin in the third round, there's help. Then you draft J.K. Dobbins in the second round out of Ohio State. And then you draft Devin DuVernay in the third round, there's help. And then this, this past year, you dropped Rashad Bateman in the first round. There's help. Seven picks in the first three rounds in the last five years. That's literally unheard of. Shady, before I come back to you, think about this for a second. The Ravens have changed their DNA for this man. The Ravens' DNA, historically, we are going to draft defense. We've won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer. We've won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. Historically, we're going to draft Ray Lewis. We're going to draft Ed Reed. We're going to draft Matt Elam. We're going to draft Courtney Upshaw. We're going to draft C.J. Mosley. We're going to draft dudes that don't even make it to the field. Sergio Kendall's. Now we're drafting dudes named Hollywood. That's not even the Ravens' DNA. (laughs)
1: Okay, okay. So
0: that's why I'm like, they've done everything. They've intended to do everything they can.
1: They started, hold up. Once that defense was full and stacked, like the Ravens team is now on defense, they started drafting offensive players like Ray Rice, right? Same year. Yeah, so yeah okay, yeah. So let's, no, no. Yes, once they have the defense solid, they start drafting offensive players. My thing is this let's just, let's just get away from the draft picks because okay. with, with draft picks, you got to groom them, you got you to gotta yes, teach them, and all that type of stuff. Let's just go out there and, and make a big splash and go get you a big time wide receiver like we did with A.J. Brown with the Eagles. We need that. Well, real quick. So, I'm going to even go deep and say like this. So, with Jalen Hurts, he wasn't super accurate last year, right? He had a lot to, 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 to improve and et cetera. So, they go out there and get a guy like A.J. Brown that, that fits that narrative. Yep. Strong, big. Catch, you know, he came from Tannehill who's not super accurate. Catch big balls, break tackles, yards after the catch to help their quarterback out. Now, you talk about Hollywood Brown. Now I don't want to disrespect Hollywood Brown because I think he is a different talent. He's unique and he's special. Correct. In different offices. But he's not a guy's like a number one he's, speed guy. But he's supposed to. If we look at all the top top quarterbacks, they have a number one dude. The Bills. Josh Allen, I played with Josh Allen. He was he was okay. Got better, better, better. I knew he was gonna be a superstar. He is. Sure. They went up there and got uh, Stefan Diggs. Yes, sir. D-Hop, it's Cardinals. We, let me go get him a I got a young quarterback that's good. I don't know if he's super great, but he's good, he got potential. Let me go get a big-time wide receiver. Sure. D-Hop. Give him man. Lamar, the
0: same type of level of respect. Let me ask you, what about that? Ask know, me. What do you put on Lamar? <laughs> Meaning, if you are Lamar. Hollywood Brown, and right. you know, Hollywood Brown was as good as CeeDee Lamb was in college. Let me, drop some balls. Uh, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Woo! No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Okay. You, Lost some games. Still gave you a thousand dollars. Don't worry about that. But what I'm saying is, what part of that are you saying? Man, Hollywood Brown is a capable receiver. He's not number one. A, a star needs a number
1: one. <laughs> That's what the Andy Reid does best. If I got a quarterback, oh, I'm gonna give me a number one. If I got a dominant, if I'm to go out there and get me to Owens, I'm gonna go do it. I, I, I gotta groom uh Tyreek, I gotta go do it. He's gonna do what he got to do. Give my give Lamar Jackson the same type of respect.
0: God darn it. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna come back to that. God <laughs> darn it. Like I mean, I, like I
3: agree. That. I don't, I'm not saying that the Ravens aren't trying, but you can be bad at trying. They don't have a big-time number one wide receiver in that's Baltimore. Right. That's right. And we don't give them any hell about it because Lamar Jackson just makes things happen. That good. What
0: would you like them to do in the sense More, of More,
3: better. There are probably only eight bona fide number one. Okay, receiver, well then don't put it on Lamar Jackson then. It can't be right. Lamar Jackson's fault that you're incapable of getting one of those guys. I think that you can turn a guy into a guy, meaning No, I don't think so. Well,
0: CeeDee Lamb, we did not say he was a number one receiver while Cooper Rush was out there. We did not say CeeDee Lamb was a number one receiver through the first seven weeks of the season. Dave Hellman, you've covered the Cowboys for 10 years. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Now are we right. starting to say that CeeDee Lamb is a little bit of a number one receiver. Absolutely. But, but, yeah, but, I would say dude, that.
3: Hold on now. Hold on. He's a top Look 20 at CeeDee's one. Yeah. And look at CD's numbers last year. He had more catches and more yards than their number one receiver, Amari Cooper. Correct.
0: What I'm saying is Hollywood Brown two half thousand yard seasons. But like, he, but Hollywood is not as good as CD. When I watch
1: him now, like, like first of all, sure. Dak is not making him a number one. He's making Dak number one. He's doing all type of crazy catches, breaking tackles. My thing with Lamar Jackson is I think that we're, we're so used to seeing him be so great. That's okay. Go out there, just do your thing, make it win games because he wins games. It's like 45 to 16. Sure.
0: We need he needs one more piece, a big time piece, bro. It's hard to do it by yourself. I'm just saying at the point in which you draft two first round receivers, and mind you, today's point, injuries has hit him. Like Rashad Bateman had a 75-yard touchdown pass in their second game of the season yeah. against the Miami Dolphins on a slant beating was, Xavier I, Howard. We so, don't
1: know what he but like okay.
0: We, I'm just saying like he showed a lot of number we need, one We need we need we need no no no. That's he made a good play. He made some good plays. We need a number
1: one. Joy said we need a, a a a number one guy where wherever he goes. We got to know where he's at. They're not
2: doing that with Sean. They're not doing that with him. This is very... This is unsexy TV, and I apologize for well, that. Well, I think I'm sexy on TV. I don't know what <laughs> you're talking about. You look fantastic. I <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's blue. No, no, I, I, I wasn't it's talking kind of
3: about sexy. y'all. Yeah.
2: Oh, my bad. Oh, my the bad. Topic, the topic. Sorry. guys. Sorry. Stay with me. I'm
3: saying.
2: Y'all, you look great. Cool. We,
3: we put a lot of effort you into yeah, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. You
2: look fantastic. Thank you. You. What, do I, look, what do I look like? You look amazing, too. Always. I don't even remember what I was going to say. I know
3: you look nice, too.
2: Here's the point. Are you uncomfortable? I just, I just think, I think the Ravens are a snake bit team. Yes, they could have done more to add to the offensive talent, but they've had injuries. Last, go back to last year. They're making a playoff push and they lose Lamar. Their defense completely falls apart because nobody on the back end is healthy. Now you move forward this year. All of the stuff about their identity isn't there. Lamar's banged up. The offensive line has been banged up. They never really got J.K. Dobbins going the way that they wanted to. It just hasn't worked out for them. I don't. You know, like I said, this is what's not sexy. I don't really think it's anybody's fault. If we move forward from this season and they still aren't trying to get him help, like they should be prioritizing see, finding a receiver a next year.
0: When you say they're still not trying to get him help, to say they're still not trying to get him help implies they haven't been okay. trying to get him
2: help. Okay, let me re- just, just forget what I just said. Going into this offseason, yes, what sir. we know about the Ravens right now, let's, see, like, let's say they just make the playoffs, but they don't make a run. They're just, they're fine. They go into this season. You know you've got Bateman coming back off an injury. You know you've got Mark Andrews, who's not getting any younger. He's not a young player by NFL standards. And then what else do you have? you got Devin DuVernay, who's never really blossomed into a receiver that you can count on. If they go into this offseason and they're not actively trying to upgrade the skill players around Lamar Jackson, that is a problem. Right now –
3: how 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 can you act like the that's reason, not accurate? Here, here's why. What, it's not where it's is accurate, the
2: juice on that
0: offense? Here's here's my other issue. Other than Lamar, here's my issue with that. Do they just drafted a first-round picket receiver? So we're we're saying, hey man, if y'all don't go into the offseason and draft another first or second-round picket receiver, but you keep saying
3: draft. That's a young rookie player that has to develop. Yep. Go out. And get somebody, or stop putting so, it on the mark. So here's
0: why I'm not with her. I'm not with her for this reason. The <laughs> Ravens have never truly—that's never been the recipe—and they've to But they've won two. Uh, they're not complaining. And I'm, are complaining. They won two Super Bowls. You know, that's one. old. Now. Uh, yeah, th- those, those old. were ones. Well, you chip like, you got to keep going. Like that's that's old. But even talk about your—you uh, want to chip with the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and you want to chip with the Buccaneers. They both got players. Two very they, different. They, they, they both got no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But here's my point: the Chiefs' talent was homegrown. Tyree Kill. Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, even Clyde edwards helaire who they ended up drafting, I believe, right after they got, got a chip. Like, their talent was homegrown offensively. The, uh, the Bucs, not homegrown. Mm-hmm. Let me get some Gronk. Let me get A.B. Let me get Tom Brady. Let me get LaShawn McCoy. The Chiefs did it homegrown. The Bucs did it not homegrown. The Ravens' way is homegrown. Like, it's always yeah, been, it's been homegrown. The, I think
1: the difference is, so you said the Chiefs was Not homegrown. Not right?
0: homegrown. Well, like, it, it was, yeah, yeah. Grown. Okay, but, 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 was not.
1: But they had guys that they had there. So they went out there and got the Jeremy Macklin. That was their was their number one. Mm-hmm. Right? They made a big splash of spread. She to go get Jeremy yep. Macklin. They seen this dude, Tyreek Hill, did they drafted. And, and by the way, Reid's the best draft yep. king ever, okay? So as he's coming up, they're like, oh, this dude right here is gonna be the guy. He got better and better and better. Don't forget Tyreek Hill in his first two years made Pro Bowls. Mm-hmm. Right? So you see he had that talent. All I'm saying is this, to get a rookie like, you gotta see the talent now. I, we're not seeing that. So won't you go out there and make a big splash for your quarterback, you talked about, like, every team doesn't have that. Well, damn it, there's, every team doesn't have a Lamar Jackson. So like five of them that have a Lamar yep. Jackson type of skill set. And the five that we're talking about, they have that type of player as a wide receiver. Go out there and get that. Last
2: thought. I'll meet you halfway. I mean, I, I follow the draft Ain't in no the offseason religiously. You're right. The Ravens, the Ravens do like to do things homegrown. The brutal reality is Rashad Bateman will be in year three. I mean, oh. this is the NFL. Like, oh. you've got to keep replenishing that. Like, we just did this for you three drafts ago. <laughs> that's ancient history. you got to keep that thing moving. Like, when you have a quarterback like Lamar, you should do something to make the offense better every year that you have a player like that. If the Ravens don't do that when this season's over, then i got a big That's a great point. That, that's Dave. a good
0: point. It's yeah. a fascinating conversation. More like that coming up, because Dave thinks very highly of the Cowboys. In the latest power <laughs> rankings, you will be shocked to see where he has them. Oh, putting. don't t- and we ain't got to talk. you Let me see this list. It ain't that surprising. Let me see the list right now. Shot. We better be number one. The Cowboys are riding high after 50-point performance. 54-point performance against the Colts. The offense and defense both clicking. And my guy, Dave Hellman, he's noticed it in his latest power rankings. Now, look, Cowboys are 9-3. But to everyone's surprise, They are ranked number two behind only the Philadelphia Eagles. Shortly thereafter, the Minnesota Vikings, Cincinnati Bengals, Bills, and the Chiefs sitting there at six. Now, you can find Dave Hellman's power rankings on Fox Sports. But, Dave, we got you here on the desk. I don't got to go online to find your power rankings. Explain yourself. (laughs) Cowboys at two. Make it make sense.
2: I'm, who – okay, I'll give you Philly. Philly's ranked one, so yes, don't sir. come at me like that. But, like, who is playing better ball more consistently than the Cowboys over the last five or six weeks? I got Minnesota behind it. They just gave Minnesota the work. Yes, Cincy beat Kansas City. It was a nice win. But when I'm weighing two complete teams that are both playing well, Dallas beat Cincy earlier this year. Dallas didn't even have their quarterback when they did it. The Bills have been up and down recently. I think the world of the Chiefs, but considering how well all those teams above them are playing – They've got to fall somewhere, and the same thing goes for the Dolphins. I don't think the Dolphins are that bad, but you lose decisively on the road, and all these other teams are winning games. Like, where do they go? So, I don't even really think it's that controversial. Who's playing better ball more consistently than Philly and Dallas right now?
1: Let me have it. Come on, Shady. <laughs> as, I look at, as I look at your list here, mm-hmm. Dave, Helms, Dave Helms, <laughs> So, you got one thing right. The Eagles number one. Yes, sir. That was obvious. Okay, but Dallas too. So uh, the Chiefs, Dallas. I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. The Chiefs are six. The Chiefs just lost the game. What that? What that mean? Okay, let's go. The Niners. The Niners. Yeah. Or Dallas.
2: I will say. The Niners or Dallas. I felt bad about not moving the Niners up, and the reason I didn't is because they lost Jimmy Garoppolo in that game.
1: Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yo. yo, yo. We, we can't do all that. We can't yeah, yeah, we, we that, can't play doctor and all that. Yeah, we Listen, can. We got to we, go. Yes, we got we can. They don't have their starting We can't play doctor and all that type of stuff. We can't do that with the kids, not with the grown-ups. There's no way that you can have them in front of the Niners. Niners, play, they shun teams out in the second half. That's a good point. They just. just yo, the Cowboys <laughs> be a, a bad team with the coach. Coach was just coaching with us. He coaching with them. You can't use them. You got the the the, the who, they beat the Dolphins. They the beat the Dolphins, and the, they're top ten
2: on your list. How they not number three? How they not number two? I mean, the Cowboys just beat down the number three team on my list, like what three weeks ago? Listen, look, they beat the, listen they beat the number nine team hey, on my list. How long are you gonna be doing these lists all through the season? Good luck.
0: Good, Good luck, luck. <laughs> Joy Way. in. Way, and do you have an issue with the Cowboys being number two?
3: Uh, I know Cowboys fans are very mad at me right now. <laughs> um, I don't care, but. Shady, I got, I, got to, I got to agree with Dave. I got to agree with Dave. Although, Over the Niners? Dave, Over to the Niners? Although, well, they don't – they're not the same team that they went into that game. Like, they do have a seventh-round rookie quarterback They lost their starting right
2: quarterback. Now.
3: So, I got to wait and see. And I know Niners fans are mad about that, too. Apparently, it's a hot take. I want to see another game with a seventh-round rookie. But whatever. I, I, I mean, Dallas put up 54 points. Like, that's, that's impressive. Now, it's not as impressive to me as the Eagles win – Which is why I'm glad you didn't do anything crazy.
2: I'm not insane, you know. Like there's logic here. But no,
3: like the the uh, that's that's the right place for the Cowboys this week. This week. That's that's, why it's a weekly ranking. How the rankings work. It's a weekly ranking. Our weekly ranking. This isn't this isn't necessarily who you think is the best team. No. You would still pick the Chiefs over the Cowboys. If the Cowboys and
2: Chiefs played on a neutral field, I would pick the Chiefs. But this is
3: wait 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 wait. So if they played in Dallas, you would pick the
2: cowboys i would think about it hard
3: yeah. but- <laughs> MAN, no, ALL, right. all SEASON long. this guy's no, crazy <laughs> man no, no, right. can, no, right. can i finish can i no. finish no. all season long i said i you would you've been on my side i'm like i'm free i'm sober I'm, you in. know i'm on, i'm on the wagon or off the wagon i don't know how it works but i haven't had one sip of cowboys juice all season long it's and all, you've all up here secretly slipping
2: it into your i I would think about it hard, but I would pick the Chiefs, even if they were playing at AT&T Stadium. But they're not in front of
1: them in the power ranking. I'm
2: Let's Let's hone in on this conversation between two teams. That's what's most interesting
0: right now. Cowboys, Niners. Let's hone in on those two teams. Because, Dave, if you are looking at the last four or five weeks, then the Cowboys do have a loss. They have a loss to a bad Packers team. If you're looking at the last four or five weeks, the Niners do not have a loss. If you are looking at what happened last week, the Eagles had the most impressive win. We all agreed on that. The Niners have the second most impressive win, beating the Dolphins by 16 points, with Brock Purdy playing the majority of that game. Then the Cowboys have the third most impressive win, beating a bad Colts team. So if you're ranking week to week, you got to put the Niners ahead of the Cowboys because of what the Niners did last week. If you're ranking based on the last month, you got to put the Niners ahead of the Cowboys because they haven't lost in the last month. Just talk about those two teams. Mm -hmm. How in the world do you because you are a logical human being. Exactly. How do you reasonably and rationally put the Cowboys ahead? First
2: of all.
3: Although I agree with him.
2: First time. of all, I mean, I can do whatever I want. They're my
3: rankings.
2: But no, I mean, like, look, it, it didn't sit well with me not having the Niners higher. Uh, it's been very impressive what they've done. I'm not trying to hate on them. It. Matters to me that they lost their starting quarterback, and Brock Purdy played great in that game. But that sits in the back of my mind, and I say, okay, how much do I love you if Mr. Irrelevant is playing quarterback for you? And what does that look like when you go against the the league's best? And like, I can hear you yelling at me, Niner fans. I get it. You just beat the Dolphins with Brock Purdy. It's still different. from an in-game change to a week-to-week situation where opponents are game-planning for Brock Purdy. And I said on this show yesterday, I think the Niners will probably be fine because they're built to withstand that with all of their other talent and their defense. I just want to see it a little bit more, like Joy said. And then on the Cowboys' end, over the last month, you just look at what they're doing. Again, I know it doesn't matter to Shady, but, like, top three (laughs) in every statistical category on offense leading the league in sacks. Their one loss came in overtime and they're just blowing the doors off of everybody they beat. How do you still have the Vikings so
0: high after seeing them lose by 37 points? They've taken the worst loss. When you think about how good a team actually is, they've had maybe the worst loss all season. That is a really,
2: that's a really good point. And in a, in a year where we're not convinced of a lot, in a year where there's maybe maybe three teams that you're really sold on, because to Joy's point, how seriously can you take the Cowboys? I'll try not to drink the Cowboy juice. <laughs> Keep over here. It's, they just—they find ways to keep winning games. I mean, ten wins is ten wins. They, is. I mean, and they were bad losses. They got blown out by Philly and Dallas, but those are their only two losses. They only count as one. Are their two losses on the year? Are to two of the teams that most people would agree are among the five best? They've beaten everybody else, so uh, that counts for something for me.
0: <clears throat> yeah. No yeah. words. No worries. Clear your throat, then. <laughs> Coming up, a guy, Sh- a guy in Shady and I are very familiar with Super Bowl champ, Darren Sproles, 15,000 all-purpose yards in his career. Joining the set, we got to have some conversations. You do not want to miss it. Three Super Bowls on the desk. That's my boy right there. Where he at? Bring him up. We're joined now by three-time Pro Bowler who spent six seasons in Philly. My former teammate, Shady's former teammate, the one and only Darren Sproles. My God, member of the Eagles' 2017 Super Bowl championship team. Come on, Cameron. We know Sproles was good. I'm tired of seeing all these highlights. Holy what water. You Whatever know? do what Whatever what you got. Know? What Always rain, <laughs> baby. Um, Sproles, 2017. You won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. You got hurt that season, but you were part of that great season. Now the Eagles are seen poised to win another Super Bowl. Shady on the squad. You was on the squad. We all played together. What team you think was better, that 17 Super Bowl squad or this year, this now 2022?
4: You know what? Um, on defense, 2017 was better, but on offense, this year's
0: team is better. But um, like all around.
4: It was – this team is probably the best.
0: Why you say this year's team? Because 2017, Zach Ertz, yourself, Torrey Smith, Nelson Aguilar had a 900-yard season. Carson West for 14 weeks was a beast. Uh, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Malcolm Jenkins. JP, JP, who did get hurt. Why you think this season's team is better than that team? Break that down for
4: us. I feel like this year's team, if they don't beat themselves, can't nobody touch them. Can't
0: nobody Nobody. touch them. How would you feel in 17 then? Did you think y'all were beatable in 17?
4: No, no, but hold up. The only home? thing about that, the only thing about that, whatever, when we lost Wentz yep. early like that, it was a little bit of doubt, but then, like, whenever Foles got in there and started doing his thing. Okay, you know, okay, it was over Foles, with.
0: <laughs> only- Talk to me real quick, real quick. Uh, Jalen Hurts, what have you seen from him? Obviously, he's in the MVP frontrunner. Shady yeah. loves Jalen Hurts more than anybody in the world. What have you seen from him as far as his growth, his development? Nice
4: a born leader, mm-hmm. and he's making everybody around him better.
0: Now, Nick Foles had, to me, the greatest run I've seen. Playoff sure. no, run. No, no, you right. Beats no, the you Falcons. Right. Beats the Vikings. Goes all, and beats, and all underdogs. All underdogs. All underdogs. Goes and beats Tom Brady. When you think about the highs that Nick Foles reached on your Super Bowl team 2017, can Jalen Hurts, in your mind, reach those same highs? Yes, he can. Because he got the talent, because he got the heart, or what? break that down.
4: Talent, heart, hey, he's, a, he's a, a straight baller. Shady, better team, 2017,
1: 2022. Right now. Right now. Just I'm just – and I love Nick more than anybody, right? right. <laughs> I got Nick going. Yeah. But I would say just like the ability to – he talked about it um, – beating themselves. If they don't beat themselves, who can beat them? They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. They got a good line. And the defense. If I get the defense back then, like the secondary now is way better. You got ones on both sides, right? Look at the guys up front. Yep. I just think – All
0: together, look, at stars for stars. Like, even the wide receiver group ain't even close. Does the defense worry you this year? Because, you know, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, they're getting older. Jordan Davis, he a rookie. Back then, it was a young Fletcher Cox. It was a young Brandon Graham. It was an all-pro Fletcher Cox. Malcolm Jenkins, who had already won a Super Bowl, was leading the secondary as a Super Bowl winner. That defense, to me, top to bottom, had a little more experience and veteran savvy. And I, I think the best thing about this defense
1: is a solid, but then they got an offense that's putting points up. So I got an offense that can put some points up, and I, all I got to do is just get a couple stops on defense, that's winning for,
0: formula right okay, there. Okay, last question for you, Squirrels, before we transition and talk about Hurts and the franchise quarterback debate. 2017, y'all dealt with a whole bunch of adversity. You get hurt. Jason Peters, Hall of Famer, he gets hurt. Starting linebacker Jordan Hicks, he gets hurt. All-pro special teams player Chris goes, he gets hurt. And y'all Chris still win Marigos. the Super Bowl. This year, the Eagles haven't really dealt with any adversity. Dallas got Goddard, he just got hurt. Uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, he got hurt, but he'll be back. They both come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both Big come boy got back. hurt too. Uh, Malada. No, no, Big Davis got hurt. Oh yeah, Jordan. Davis. back. He came back last week. Yeah. Right. So when you think about that Eagle squad, seventeen, y'all went through all the adversity. This Eagle squad hasn't really gone through much adversity. How does that matter?
4: That's big. That is big.
0: That's, that's, a, that's a good big. question.
4: Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. You know what I'm saying? Um, I you gotta wait for it to happen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, you can win championships without no adversity, though. I, my, my, my last championship. But it's champion, hard, though. I heard it's that with my last championship. Now, I mean, shout to Tom Brady and the boys. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't really hitting no adversity like that. Who? What? Who? Everybody's ready to go locked and loaded, win the championships, and real quick. Look at that picture of me and my boy, boy. <laughs> boy,
0: you been with that right there, boy? That's when we, we went crazy, didn't we? <laughs> did we? <laughs> Okay, we gotta transition and break up this bro fest because Darren and uh, needs to come help us settle the Jalen Hurts franchise quarterback debate let's take our seats talk about it Jalen Hurts has been absolutely balling this season first and foremost Eagles only have one loss but more importantly Jalen Hurts he's been going crazy 380 passing yards this past week 150 plus pass rushing yards the week before anything you can do Jalen Hurts can do it better Joy Taylor gonna to see you back at the desk as we join you. Let me go to you first. Sproles, you played with a lot of quarterbacks. Most notably, you played with Drew Brees. You know exactly what a franchise quarterback looks like, what they're supposed to look like. Has Jalen Hurts settled the franchise quarterback debate?
4: Yes, he has. He, um, so the thing is, with hurts, he's a leader, and, and he makes everyone around him better, Whatever. That's right? That's true. So some numbers with him versus Mahomes, yep. whatever. Passing percentage, 68% of this passes to Mahomes' 66. Um, Turnovers, Jalen Hurts, five turnovers to Mahomes' eight. Mm. So he's –
0: that should settle it. What's the most important attribute in your mind when you think about franchise quarterback? Like, what's the most – like, what's the one thing Drew Brees had that maybe Sam Bradford didn't have, that maybe another guy you played for didn't have? What's the most important attribute for a franchise quarterback? Sam Bradford, that was tough.
4: Ooh, he made everybody around him better. Got you.
0: I'm here for it. Shady. Jalen Hurts settled the franchise quarterback. We were though. That's
1: it. Bradford was tough, though, wasn't it? Oh, my <laughs> God. But you know, like, seriously, in, in, the, in the huddle, you was just like, look at him like, what, man? Up, give me the ball. Give me the ball. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't imagine being in the huddle was with St. Bradford, Like, what are you doing? What's wrong with you?" Jay- give <laughs> me the ball. Has Jalen Hurts settled the <laughs> franchise quarterback? Absolutely. Like, what are we talking about? Listen. I don't lie, I I was critical of of Jalen Hurts. I really was. But then when you really, now this year, when you watch him, he's answering all the questions. He's throwing the ball well. He's running the ball. He's running the offense like a true leader, like a true general. Mm -hmm. Everything I asked, everything we asked from him, he's delivering. Mm -hmm. He got this team playing at a high level. And not only on the offense, on the defense. Look at how everybody rattles behind him. They rally behind this dude. Defense, offense. So, yes, I think the same thing um, that I've seen in guys like Tom Brady. It's different levels, right? Tom is experienced. He's different up here. But also Patrick Mahomes. They get guys to believe in him. Tommy said it. Patrick said it. Jalen said it. I'm riding out with it. I believe it. And he got them boys in Philadelphia playing lights out 11-1 football. And, I mean, what else you got to do?
0: What else you got to do? Jordan, what else does he have to do? Has Jalen Hurts settled the debate?
3: Well, if we just remove the fact that he plays for the Philadelphia Eagles and they might mess this up. Cause Jeez. that's kind of the. I mean, <laughs> oh, they oh, might, right? Like yeah. they might. They might not. Oh. They might think that he's not the guy. That's not me saying it. Y'all the ones always talking about. I
1: Howie. never said that.
3: Yes, you did. He said that. Y'all both he... talk about Howie. Don't even start. He might. We'll get start. to no, we'll get Howie. Get to Howie. Howie gets a little,
1: Howie little get the little
3: horns. Howie with the horns. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't the Philadelphia Eagles with Howie trying to figure this out, yes, absolutely. <clears throat> I, I was day one with Jalen Hurts, so I, 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 I felt that's like true. this year. Was gonna be his year, he stepped up in every single way. All the things that you mentioned about what goes into being a franchise quarterback is true. But for me, outside of obviously the talent and wins, what I watch for in a guy to see if he's ready to step up into that role is never getting too high or too low. It's one thing to have personality, it's obviously you wanna be vocal, that kind of leader. But when things are going bad, no need to freak out. When things are good, no need to freak out. Mm -hmm. You have to be Truly level-headed. Patrick Mahomes has a big personality. He's explosive. He's loud. But he's never panicking. Nope. He's always and the can, same. And you see that. You see that in quarterbacks when things start to go badly, a panic moment. And I just don't ever see that with Jay Lennon. Philadelphia is a hard place to win over. you got to be like that. <laughs> <You> <laughs> and he like is. It. He has the demeanor. He has the fan base. <clears throat> he has the locker room. He's winning games. He's poised. He's getting better He's winning in different ways. I really don't know what else he has to do besides the postseason, which we'll find out. And I don't even know. I mean, obviously, the expectations would be that they need to win a Super Bowl or get to a Super Bowl or go all the way through the playoffs. But if he wins multiple playoff games this postseason, what else is there that he needs to do?
0: Yeah, I'm with that. What's fascinating to me is this. Obviously, you know Howie very well. He drafted you. You know Howie very well. He traded for you. I know Howie very well. He cut me. So we all know (laughs) Howie incredible well. That's the general manager for the Philadelphia Eagles. Sproles, would you be a little hesitant to pay Jalen Hurts? Right now, knowing what has happened at the quarterback position in Philly, you paid a guy $132 million in Carson Wentz. Uh, You let a guy in Nick Foles go, and the Jags paid him $88 million. He didn't end up panning out for the Jags. Okay, Nick. Um, Would you be hesitant at all? You played a long time in the NFL. You went to six Pro Bowls, won a Super Bowl. Would you at all be hesitant to pay a quarterback, regardless of how well they're playing prematurely?
4: From the history of that in Philly, yes. I would be. But but with Jalen Hurts, like, no. Shady? I, I don't think it's even a question, right?
1: Because let's think about it for a second. So let's say you don't pay. What do you do? What are we gonna do? is not the city for that bull crap. We ain't <laughs> playing all that. If they don't sign Jalen Hurts, it's gonna be hell in Philadelphia. And we love and everybody loves Howie, that will flip in a heartbeat. So my thing is like, what do you do? This guy's playing lights out. There's other teams that pay quarterbacks that's not that good. Should I name a few, or we already know? All right, so my thing is, and it's the market. In this game, right, no matter if I think he's good or not, the market is, listen, he's playing an MVP high level right now. This quarterback is making this much. This quarterback is making this much. What
0: are we going to do with him? You got to pay him, so it's just... a matter of the timing. Joy, there's no fifth-year option because Jalen Hurts wasn't drafted in the first round. Okay. He's on his third year. Next year is his fourth year. You do not have to pay him at the end of the season, but you can if you want to. Yeah. Or you can just wait till the end of the fourth year and pay him. What would you do?
3: Well, the question is, is this somebody that you're going to pay? That's what you have to address when you're looking at a quarterback. So if it's someone you're going to pay, pay them early. Pay them early and pay them soon. If this is some, somebody who wants to stay in Philadelphia, they're happy with where they are, I'm assuming Jalen Hurts is – He's going to come to the table and understand what kind of contract needs to be signed. This is what happens with Patrick Mahomes. Now, I'm not saying give him a 10-year deal. But when you look uh, at that actual deal, it looks crazy. It's like like half a billion. Mm -hmm. But it's actually a very team-friendly deal. Yeah, it is. So when you go and pay someone early, don't do what you did with Dak. That's why Dak's contract looked like that. They could have paid Dak early. They chose not to. Strategically, you want to pay somebody like Jalen Hurts early rather than late. For all the, the PR and the fan base and all that stuff, that can get messy as well. But from a business standpoint, if this is a guy you want to keep there, it's better to do the deal early. The number's only going up.
0: When you look at a guy like Kyler Murray, when okay. you look at a guy yeah, that's like a great Jared example. Goff, when you look at a guy yes. like Carson Wentz, you could look a lo- around the league. There are some situations where, man, maybe I should have just let – their contract end and then pay him, or at least mm. pay him in the last year of their contract, yeah. a la Kyler Murray Cardinals didn't have to pay him right now. They could have paid him in his fifth-year option. Yeah. No need to pay took him it. prematurely. Yeah. Could have took it. What the Ravens did, they let Joe Flacco win a Super Bowl, then they pay him. If you were the Eagles, do you pay him at the end of this year, or is it like, why wait? Why not just pay him next year, in his fourth year, because we
3: we're got, we not in a rush? F- for the purposes of moving forward with your organization, GMs have to look two or three years down the road. They have to know what the money looks like two or three years down the road. Who do they need to be drafting? Who do they need to be trading for? What kind of money they're going to have for free agents? The earlier you get it done, the more that you can know what the next three to five years of your organization look like. And. Again, the number's only to going to take go more, up. Yeah. So get together, get a flexible deal that's not necessarily team-friendly. He's going to get paid regardless. But this isn't going to be his last deal either. He's a young player. Right. So to me, I'm always erring on the side of if I know this guy is for real, I know the organization loves him, I know the teammates love him, I know the fan base loves him, I know he's a guy who carries himself as a franchise quarterback, and, of course, he's talented and wins, yeah. which obviously you would take Jalen Hurts over Jared Goff and Kyler Murray right now.
1: Yeah, for sure.
3: Then you want to get this done early. But you know what? Like,
1: that's a good point. I ain't thinking that because he doesn't have a fifth year option because he wasn't a first rounder. So if you wanted to, right? Because they all plan for this. That's what they do. That's why they get all the big bucks. They plan for who they want to pay for, it, et cetera. Right. You could wait. You could. If you want to, I, I would pay him because the money goes up, right? That tab could be crazy. It looks like he's going to get better and better and better, like he's been doing. So I- I- you could wait to pay him his fourth year. It's fast. But real but- quick, but- the only thing is, you look at these wide receivers, this is why you have to pay him. You bring a guy like A.J. Brown in there, right? You got Devontae that's getting older. Who's our quarterback? Who's, who's going to be our quarterback? If you're playing around, I remember in Buffalo, my, my second to last year, I'm like, yo, we got Josh Allen, cool. But like, who else we bringing in here? Because are we rebuilding? What are we doing? So you got to make sure your star players, know what's going on because you don't want them upset
0: that's very good good points coming up justin herbert he is one of the top quarterbacks in the game but his team is only six in six we got a guy who was drafted by the chargers on the desk that's darren scrolls but we gotta ask should justin herbert be getting a pass that's next on speak don't go anywhere justin herbert widely considered to be one of the top quarterbacks in all of the national football league but his career record 21 23 Chargers have been on a roller coaster type of season sitting at 6 and 6 well adjoining us is Darren Sproles Super Bowl champ with the Spelly Philadelphia Eagles 6-time Pro Bowler but drafted to the Chargers so Sproles I want to come to you first you know this organization better than just about anybody should Justin Herbert be getting a pass for the struggles this season
4: Man you got to give him some slack like he had two of his top receivers out like um and then, like, his defense is not the best either. You know what I'm saying? So, his whole career. Uh, you got to give him a pass. Give him a pass. Shady, you giving him a pass? Big pass. Like, you know, listen,
1: <laughs> in high school, you the know, always, you need a pass, go to the bathroom, that was me. Well, Sean, where you been at? I got a pass. Don't ask me. So, I'm giving him a pass <laughs> just because Sproles talked about it. He had his wide receivers out. What can you do without your top receivers? Right? And then his lineman was out. His best left tackle, Slater, yep. on the sideline. He hurt. When I, look at, when I look at Herbert, y'all love to talk about the wins and losses, which do matter, right? But when we look at the whole, I guess, the draft class or the, or the quarterbacks, you got to give him the number one. And I'm a Jalen Hurts guy. In the first two years, never been a, there's never been not one quarterback in NFL history has better numbers than him. Now, listen, he don't play defense, right? He don't play no defense. He don't tackle. He don't, he don't backpedal. He throws dots and bombs and, 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 and dimes. So, so when you love to hate on him, because you do hate on him, Chargers, he hates a lot <laughs> on Herbert. All I'm saying is that you got to give him a pass just because he balls out. He makes big stats. his big arm, big talent. He's a baller.
3: All right. I got to do it. Sorry, Chargers. Actually, I don't care this week. They're playing. Dolphins are playing Chargers.
1: <laughs> Uh-oh.
3: So we didn't Uh-oh. get no pass the first two years. No passes. Lamar ain't getting a pass this year. No passes. We talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm, we did. Joe Burrow wasn't getting a pass. They had injuries this year. Mm-hmm. They were struggling earlier this year. We just talked about if Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, quarterback for the best team in the league, been consistent all year round, winning however he wants, if he's even a franchise quarterback. No, no. Justin Herbert does not get a pass. No. Were there injuries this year? Yes. Every team goes through seasons with injuries you got to win games. If you get put into the category of untouchable, we know you're a franchise guy, I dare you to curve your lips to say that Justin Herbert has not done enough to prove he's a franchise quarterback. I mean, the internet will have his field day with you. They will. Okay? They have. Well, then you got to win games. (laughs) If you get put in that (laughs) category, you have to to make it happen. It's got to be on you. We were talking about Lamar earlier today. Oh, Ravens have tried. They've had injuries. It's still on him. Okay, then it's got to be on you. You're the guy. You get all the praise. You get all the numbers. Then you got to get all the criticism. Mm. That's how it works. I think Justin Herbert is going to have a wonderful career. I think he's extremely talented. He's, he's beautiful. He's beautiful. You could design him in a lab. I love it. But you got to have the results to go along with it. If, if we're going to put you in the category with the Mahomes and the Josh Allen and the Lamar, you got to do it.
0: Justin Herbert has a terrible offensive line. He does, bros. He does. He does. You know who has an equal-graded offensive line to Justin Herbert? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, I was going to say 24th. That. You know who has the 31st-graded offensive line in football? Tua Tagovailoa. He has a bad offensive line. He has a bad defense. They played the Raiders this past week. The Chargers did. The first or second possession for the Raiders, fumble. Kenneth Murray forces it. Great job by Kenneth Murray, former first-round pick. Chargers go four and out, turnover on downs. Next possession, Chargers got a pick six. So within the first three possessions, that bad, bad, terrible defense that the Chargers have spotted the Chargers' offense 10 points. Chargers' offense still lost the game. Chargers still lost the game. I can't give Justin Herbert a pass for his career. Mm-hmm. This season, I'll give him some understanding. Sproles, you hit the nail on the head. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, they've barely played together. Rashawn Slater, he'd been hurt. So I give him some understanding this season. But Joy's honest. Two ain't got no passes those first two years when he was throwing the ball to who? Mike Gusecki? He didn't get no passes when he was throwing the ball to Devontae Parker. He got no passes when Salvin Ahmad and Miles Gaskin were his running backs. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow got no passes when he had the worst offensive line in football last year. Jamar Chase has missed four games this year. The great Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow's still 3-1. So I can't give... Herbert, a pass in totality. I understand he missing some pieces, Sproles. I truly do. But I can't just give him a pass in totality, 2-5. <clears throat> so,
1: Sproles, since he named some guys. So, let's say, man, you can't. Who gave me a draft class? You, Frank Gore?
0: It's me, Frank
4: Gore, Cadillac. Cadillac.
1: Brown. Okay, cool. let's stop them, them four right there. So, if you got more yards than all them dudes, right? We play the same amount of times all that. We draft at the same time. I got more yards than you, more touchdowns than you. How am I not better than you? I mean, I'm... At, I'm I mean, am I tripping? So all this, and all this other stuff, Tua, I can't blame Tua. I'm sorry I had better numbers than you in your first few years. Same things for Joe Barrow. You went to the Super Bowl, didn't win, right? But you went there, on the back, cool. I got better numbers than you. So how am I not better than you? If we play this game to compete. I do the same thing you do every day, right? I do it better than you do. Look
3: at my numbers. I guess numbers don't count. Numbers count. Okay, I'm just asking. I mean, numbers count, but the numbers that I care the most about are wins and losses. You sure? Yes. Because...
1: There's certain quarterbacks that we talk about that got numbers. Like,
3: if you're not, if you are like this much better than me in numbers, but your wins are like this, mm-hmm. I'd rather be like this and win more games. Let me come to you. There's you a million go. Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Okay. me let me call,
0: okay. call about. Let me come to you, damn pros, <laughs> because you are the most invested in the Chargers. They drafted you, they gave you your NFL opportunity, they paid you all that thing. Yes, yes, they did. Franchise you too. As somebody <laughs> they tag you? Ching, ching. Right. That's why. That got that money. You think that Washington man, that real. <laughs> yes, they did. As somebody who cares deeply about the Chargers, at what point are you like, man, Herbert is great, but it would be nice to win? Like, at what point are you concerned about the fact that he's 21 and 23? Uh, Anthony Lynn is no longer there. Brandon mm. Staley might get fired. At what point are you, with somebody who is deeply invested, who's given more to the Chargers than anybody watching this show, at what point are you like, yeah, we do got to get some Ws, though. We do.
4: That's all the time. Like, you know what I'm oh. saying? Like, you got to get W's. Because the, the thing is, like, when they, they – let's say they keep on losing. Yep. That coach is out of there. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. So, I feel like that's coming. <laughs> that's coming.
0: But I don't think he's
4: yeah. wrong. No, he's, he's, that's, 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 true. that's true. Because that, here's where that's I'm
0: at, and Here's where I'm at, Shady, because Joy and I are on the same side. We blamed Justin Herbert's college coach, Mario Cristobal. Clearly that offense was holding him back. Cristobal's holding him back. Then, first year, Anthony Lynn. Man, Anthony Lynn, he's, he's some old blood. We need some new blood in there. Now you got Brandon Staley, young head coach, number one defense with the Los Angeles Rams, goes to the Chargers, innovative, going for it on fourth down just about every possession. Now, no, nope, Brandon Staley, it's his fault. It's his fault. How many coaches you need to run through until it's like, you know what, maybe it's not on the coach. Maybe, just maybe it's on the player. Three coaches we don't blame for this man now. Three. Sproles, is it, is it? Herbert's fault they losing games these no, losses no
1: so when them guys get inspired he won't get fired The other guys will get fired
0: <laughs> and he knows look at face, he knows it he does he absolutely does Well coming up Shady it's time for crazy work you ready Shady, oh let me stretch I gotta stretch I gotta stretch and need water hey Spro thank you for joining us man that oh. family always oh, and boy. forever but now it's time for that crazy work coming up the best television segment in the world Spro oh, he's frozen. oh man Keep my boy on. We got to transition to the Cowboys. They've had some huge, huge news all week long. Odell Beckham, the man right there on your screen, took a visit to the Dallas Cowboys, potentially interested in signing him. However, <coughs> reports now say that there was no offer to Odell Beckham Jr., and there are serious concerns about his ability to play this season because of a knee injury. It went on to say, quote, in the absence of seeing him run routes and seeing him cut, they are forced to evaluate the information they have. It doesn't seem optimistic. Dave Hellman, you've been covering this story as you've been covering the Cowboys for the last 10 years. Shady, calm down, get your breath. Catch your breath, big dog. It's
1: like a workout. You did. You put a lot of effort in It was in good. That. It was good. You know why? Because Philadelphia had a number one player. Crazy work. for my boy.
0: Let's talk about the number one potential player for the Dallas Cowboys at least in their eyes, Odell Beckham Jr. Should Odell still want to stay in Dallas given the fact
2: that a leak has recently come out saying he's not even healthy? <clears throat> I mean, well, welcome to Dallas, <coughs> right? I mean, this is if Odell if this changed his mind of wanting to play for the Cowboys, I feel like he wasn't paying attention to who the Dallas Cowboys are. Like, I mean, this is the team. It sounds silly now cuz they're 9 and 3, this is the team where Jerry Jones floated the possibility of replacing his head coach with his defensive coordinator. This is the team that leaked information about Dak Prescott's contract negotiation, trying to undermine that whole thing, which Joy brought up in the last segment. This is who the Cowboys are. I mean, we like. I felt like I was watching... Like like, Odell went to a Mavs game with Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs and like Twitter, at least in cowboy land, it was like must see TV like that. That is the nature of this beast where the dumbest stuff is a story and information is going to make the news cycle. And the guy that's in charge of the whole thing, Jerry Jones, admits that this is the goal. We want people talking about us. We want to be in the news. So if Odell didn't know that before now, I, I don't know what he was paying attention to. And on top of that, like. The short answer, I guess, is yes, he, should, he still should. because I mean, if he, if he gets healthy, if he wants to play football, the Cowboys can do so much more for you. Yeah, you're going to have to put up with some annoying stories, but they can elevate you on the field and off of it in a way that not many other teams can.
3: So the leak is interesting because I do have to side with what Dave's saying in a sense that don't, don't walk into a place that we know exactly how they operate and then get mad that they operate that way with you. I mean, they treat their own guys that are under contract that way. You didn't even mention the fact that he started a quarterback controversy earlier this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and that's their guy. That feels like that a lifetime guy. ago. I know. It doesn't even feel like this season. Yeah. So, you know, it's, don't, don't expect people to change for you. Right. Like, that's a mantra of mine. It's, it's just a silly way of going about life. Now, I wouldn't have liked the leak, but he went to other organizations and they don't leak like that. That's not what the Cowboys are. So you have to expect that and more of that if you come to the Cowboys. The bigger question to me is what is Odell going to be able to contribute? So if he isn't able to play for, say, the next five weeks, which seems to be the report at this at this point, he's not going to actually be available to play in five weeks, then I think you have to be more strategic and honest if you're Odell with what, what your long-term goals are. Are you just trying to get with an organization? Because you might have to give up some of the things that you want in order to be in that space. Are you going to wait until the season is over and the off season and then you are fully healthy and you can work out for teams and then get with the team then? I don't know what that does to the money and your leverage because right now you're, you're a hot commodity. You know People want you. But this leak Kind of changed the conversation a little bit. We were under the impression he was going to be able to come in and play right now. So, again, short answer, yeah, because he's trying to play football. If I was Odell
0: Shady, I wouldn't want to go to Dallas anymore, primarily because of the leak. I understand that the Cowboys are sexy, glitz, glamour. They can see you at a a Mavericks game and all the highlights and all that. But when you start to leak, like, my personal health information... That's a little bit different than creating a quarterback controversy. When you start to leak my personal health information, that's a little bit different than saying the head coach might be replaced for a defensive coordinator. When you start to release my personal health information, now you costing me my job, potentially speaking. If the Giants, the Bills, and the Cowboys have all taken a look at Odell Beckham, Giants ain't say nothing. <laughs> Bills ain't say nothing. But the Cowboys, you leaking my health information? Like now, y'all doing too much. Now you're jeopardizing my future, jeopardizing my money. Where do you stand? Should Odell Man, still want to play with the Cowboys? <laughs> I took every word I wanted to say. You should let me go first. <laughs> yeah, my thing is, I, I'm a player.
1: I played this game, and I, I've been in, this, in a situation where I've seen players go through this. So if, if Odell goes on these recruiting trips, what they call it nowadays, right? And I went to the, the Giants, right? They, all they said was, "Hey, it's a great trip." That's all that would happen. You know, that was it. Goes to the Bills. A, a, a respectful franchise, Sean McDermott, Brandon, Brandon Bean, like the GM, they they talked, it didn't work out. He won his last trip to the to the Cowboys. Now, how is that all these teams, right, did the same examinations on the knee, test it out, and all that type of stuff. And then you want to tell the world, oh, well, basically his knee's not right. Yeah. That's that's that, that's so low class that sucks for Odell because now, now you playing on my money now. Yep. So if, if if my knee wasn't good enough for you, cool, bet. Move on. We had a visit. You know, we talked. No offer came. But, you know, we'll see what happens down the, down the line in the future. That's, that's having some class. Now you're bringing in my paper. My paper is my money. My money is going to take care of my family. So now where, where does he go from now? So every team he goes to, oh, well, we see the reports. And this league is a copycat league. Whatever a team does to win championships, the next team will do the same. So now when we see the reports, oh, well, why are you not taking Odell Beckham? He was the hottest thing ever. You recruited him the highest out of any team. I knew he was going to the Cowboys. Everybody wanted him. The, 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 the head coach, the, the quarterback, everybody. He, he goes to the visit. Now you don't want him because of the knee. So you think any other team's going to want him? No,
3: that's
2: terrible. I don't
3: even know if it's because of the knee.
2: It's it sure it's seemed be- I like I think it's because of the money. Yeah, it's possible.
3: Because really, what does this, how does this benefit the Cowboys? When leaks come out, you got to think, who does this benefit? Well, it certainly doesn't benefit Odell. It doesn't benefit the other teams that are trying to recruit Odell. How does it benefit the Cowboys? Well, it doesn't make the Cowboys really look good if they're signing a player that can't play for another five weeks. But if you're trying to get that player for the future at a good price, then leaking that could change the dynamic of the marketplace. Now, I don't agree with the Cowboys doing it. I'd be pissed, too. I wouldn't want to go there. But it's like dating a Kardashian and being surprised that there's paparazzi. This is the Dallas Cowboys. This is what the hell they do. You're talking about money and, and, and jobs. He's talking about Mike McCarthy's job. He's talking about Dak Prescott's job. This is Jerry Jones. This is what he does. All day, every day, same thing, every week, every year, 30 years, 40 years. This is who Jerry Jones is. So you can't walk in that building and expect this really to go any other way than it does. You play, there, it's, it's dirty work. But there's a
0: little, to me, there's something that, that breaks even the Jerry Jones <laughs> Cowboys of it all. And, and Dave, correct me if I'm wrong. When you start talking about, like, health. Like private matters, like you start talking about like things that are borderline HIPAA violations, like you start talking about things that are like you're gonna examine my knee privately and then release what you saw publicly. That to me, Dave, is where I think it starts to cross the line, even for yeah. the Cowboys.
2: bar. you put me on the spot a little bit, but like, and like, I can't think of anything specifically injury related, but again, like I, the, the nature of the beast with the Cowboys is that. And, and I agree with y'all for the record. Like, Odell Beckham has every right to be aggravated. Yeah. But I think the answer <clears throat> to the question – and, yeah, like, it doesn't sound good to say, but with the Cowboys, it's never purely about football with the Cowboys. It's just not. I mean, like, the the, it, the history speaks for itself in terms <clears throat> of how much they value being in the news cycle, how much they value profitability, all of that type of stuff. So – I don't have an answer for you in terms of whether something like this has happened before. I would be interested to go back and look. Let
0: me ask you, Dev Bryant, he tears his Achilles. Did he take a visit back to Dallas? I remember he signed with the Ravens for that little bit. When he tore his Achilles, did he go back to Dallas for a
2: tryout? Do you recall? Not to put you on the spot, obviously I already have. I don't remember a specific tryout. And with Dez, it was always more line. I mean, like, you know, the the phone is always, like, Dez can talk to the Cowboys whenever he wants to. So it kind of got muddied in that sense. I don't remember a specific workout. But
3: Dez was also already a Cowboy. At that point,
2: yeah. correct. I'm just wondering if there's ever
0: been a star receiver that this has been leaked. Bef- leaked. Is this I, ever happened? I, I can't recall,
1: but this is what I will say, like it's kind of embarrassing too. Like this, is the whole buildup. You know what I'm saying? Like he he structured the, the, his favorite. I don't want to say favorite, but he structured the team last, best for last, right? And he made the Cowboys last team. He you know, to the game and all that, and you hyping up, and then now you release my health records.
3: Well, I think it's two. It's two separate conversations. Like none of us agree that the Cowboys should have done this. All say, say, I said, I don't think he should go. I don't
1: think I should play that. for a team yeah, that does that. I wouldn't
3: want to either. But I'm also 0% zero, zero surprised that it happened. Like, multiple things can be true. I also wouldn't go there if I was Odell. Honestly, I think now, having a, that all of this happened, if he is unhappy with it, I would go to the Bills. Because they have the best chance to win this year. They have a quarterback Way better quarterback, way better coach. Yeah, this is a better situation than the Giants, and he's already been with New York. All right, coming up,
0: everything was going right for Tua until he faced the number one defense in football, and then the Dolphins lost and broke their win streak. But does that change our opinion of Tua Tungabailoa, one of the top quarterbacks in football? That is next. We got to get back to some NFL action because there was a wild game on Sunday. Dolphins, Niners, Tua Tunga-Vailoa. He was on a roll until he saw that number one defense. He threw two interceptions and his Dolphins took an L. Debo Samuel, receiver for the Niners, said, quote, I feel like he got shook early when the pressure that we were bringing and he was just throwing gimmies out there. Close, quote. So, Joy, Tua has been on his high horse all season long. Did your opinion change in that loss of Tua?
3: No. Did that three-game stretch that Josh Allen had early in the season change your opinion of Josh Allen? No. Are good quarterbacks allowed to have a bad game against the number one defense in the NFL? I think so. Now, that was (laughs) ass-kicking all day long, except for the first play of the game. All that. We know that. You can't can't talk trash after that game. You just take that L, go back, reevaluate, watch some tape. Maybe submit that you might not see another defense like that again until you get to the Super Bowl. Lick your wounds and come back next week and play a good game against the Chargers. But I'm not changing my opinion of Tua off of one game. That's, you can't do that. You can pick apart anyone's career if you start doing that.
0: Yeah, I, I won't say my opinion changed, but it was expanded. I thought Tua was unshakable. I'll be honest. Like, I thought Tua couldn't flinch. What in the world do I mean? Trailing the Baltimore Ravens. Outscores the Baltimore Ravens by 28 points in the fourth quarter. Comeback, Dub. Plays the Buffalo Bills. Trailing the Bills. Gets knocked out of the game for the Bills. Come backs in the game for the Bills. Dub. Thursday night football. After a concussion against the Bills. He ain't even shook. Goes out there against the Bengals. Gets carted off the field. Returns after being carted off the field and the whole world is watching. Dub, when he finally comes back onto the football field. So I thought Tool was unshakable. I really was like, yo, it does not matter. He has been stumbling in games. Dub. He's been down by 21 in the fourth quarter. Dub. He's come back from being carted off the field in a week, A weeks later. Dub. But then he saw them Niners. Yeah. And I was like, hey, oh, he, he can get shook. So my opinion didn't change. I still think Tua is like that. But my opinion did expand because I was looking at Tua and I was like, man, I thought you was unshakable. And now I realize, okay, you are shakable. I get it. Dave Hellman, did your opinion change?
2: I think a great analogy for this is the other big game of the week, Sensi in Kansas City. Like, would you think less of Joe Burrow if he had lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the best teams in the league, Patrick Mahomes? I don't – you probably wouldn't. But you think more of him now, probably, because he played so great, beat him for the third time in a calendar year. I think that's where I'm at. I don't think less of Tua. Look, let's give him a little bit of grace. He didn't have Teron Armstead in that game. Their offensive line was compromised. (laughs) This is the Niners. Like Joy said, I I got it right here. Their last five opponents, they're averaging, the quarterbacks, are averaging Mm. 73% quarterback rating. They got five total touchdowns and seven turnovers. So the Niners are doing this to everyone. I don't think less of Tua, but watching that game, you know, there were a handful of plays that he left on the field, like a handful of chunk gains that he just, he didn't throw a good ball. And I think a lot of that, like Debo Samuel said, Debo is a great quote, by the way. Like you can count on Debo to keep it real. Uh, He left some plays on the field. And so I don't think less of him, but if he had managed to play a fantastic game, Maybe even not even win. But if he had played a fantastic game, I think I would have a higher opinion of him. But I don't have a lower opinion of him.
1: Yeah, no, my opinion didn't change. I mean, he's, he's a good quarterback. He had a bad game. That happens all the time. And then when you really watch the tape, and like Dave said, he missed some, some open passes that he normally hits. Deep gainers, like deep, deep yards. Um, but hey, <laughs> you play against the number one defense? That's a good thing about the NFL. You gotta have a bad game going against the, 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 the number one defense? He could change it right around. Now he's playing the Chargers. That's the 30th-ranked defense. So we're going to see Tua get a chance to get right back in the groove of things, playing a a not-as-good defense, get his stats up, get his confidence back. I just think that all quarterbacks, like even when we watched the game with Tom Brady, he was rattled. When that pressure gets in your face, no matter how good you are, it's in your head, you start thinking. You're getting hit from the left, from the right. You got to get this ball out. (laughs) And it looks like when I watched that game, he was right with that rush. That rush got to him. He hasn't seen nothing like that. You, think about it. If you go this whole year playing good defenses, you talked about uh, um, Bills, Bengals, Ravens, Bills, yep. Ravens. They're, they're, they're solid. They ain't like 49ers. When you watch, you see a difference. And I think he really
0: realized and found, like, oh, damn, these dudes is old. <laughs> so he felt that, but he'll be back. He'll Dory, be let right. me come to you. Obviously, you and I rock with the Dolphins. You ro- were born and raised, figuratively speaking, with that Miami fan base. She's a fin? Um <laughs> Dave said something brilliant, and I want to come to you with it. He said that, yeah, the, do- the Niners' defense does this to everybody. And at first, it's like, oh, okay, they do it to everybody. It should happen. But don't you think there's a point where, like, Tua, if you're not like everybody else, then you can't allow the Niners to treat you like everybody else. Well, you have
3: to tell the whole story also. They're off- I mean, no one cares. Nobody cares, of course. But their offensive line, which is already not great, was not complete. That's who protects – Tua from the number one defense. Dave also said something telling, and this is why I don't like necessarily – it's not as fun, obviously, but, like, we bill Patrick Mahomes versus Joe Burrow. But Patrick Mahomes ain't playing Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow isn't playing Patrick Mahomes. Sure. Joe Burrow is playing the Kansas City defense, which is good, but it's not the San Francisco 49ers defense. Tua was playing the San Francisco 49ers defense. He wasn't playing Brock Purdy. He wasn't paying Jimmy Garoppolo. So we have to, when we're talking about and evaluating these games, just click that part away from the, you know, the billing, away from the poster, and focus on what actually is happening in the game, which is Tua going up against that defense.
0: You you mentioned Patrick Mahomes. We saw Patrick Mahomes go up against that defense.
3: Yes, but Patrick Mahomes is there's one, there's one guy. Right. In the league is Patrick Mahomes.
0: But His name Patrick, is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes becomes that one by doing things like he did against that Niners defense. He well, becomes I don't that
3: think, one. I, is anyone saying that Patrick, Tua and Patrick Mahomes are the same?
0: No, but I do believe Dave cuz like you know me I was itching. Oh, sure. If they if they would have beat the Niners, I we we said it on Friday uh Friday before the game like if they beat the Niners yeah. Tua is in that top 3 nah. to me, right? We're like, re- yeah, yeah. like we was all there. Yeah. So I'm not saying to is Patrick Mahomes, but boy, had he lit those Niners up. I was ready to be like, he's top three. I'll go to war for it. Now I'm just like, no, he's still top five. He's still top five. I'm, I'm, he's, he's top five. He's good quarterback. Right quarterback. Right quarterback.
3: There's only one the best. That's why they're the best. Correct. But you become the best by beating the best. Right, but nobody's having that conversation about who's better than Patrick Mahomes. We did that early in the season. We had a little bit, for a little second, we were talking about Josh Allen, and they were like, okay, we're going to just slide that under under, (laughs) until after the season to revisit that. He's one of one. I don't want to say he's him because we wore that out already. But, like, there's a reason Patrick Mahomes is regarded as the way he is because he does stuff like that. Yeah. But, and if he would have beat him, Tua would have beat him. Hey. We'd have been talking that. We'd have been talking that. Hey. But he didn't. He didn't. But, but this and, weekend. It, but it doesn't. It doesn't mean that Tua is. It doesn't disregard everything else that Tua Nah, Tua, Tua still like that. Season. He's got
2: two opportunities: Chargers and Bills. I mean, yeah. like, like that's the cool thing about football—you get other chances to do it again. You yeah. gotta
0: love it. Well, Bill Belichick has been given several chances,
2: and he's earned all of them. Six-time
0: Super Bowl champ. But Patriots fans are saying maybe it's time for coaching change. We gotta weigh in on that one next. Should they move on from the greatest of all time at coaching? That's next on We got to check in on our social life because this is wild news. The Patriots, it seems like they're starting to get fed up with Bill Belichick. A poll was recently crafted and 45% of Patriots fans say Robert Kraft should consider a coaching change. Shady McCoy, you've been on this from the jump. What say you about this poll? About time, though. I'm I'm so happy that the people are starting to see without Tom Brady,
1: this is who he is. Nine games under 500, this is what it is. And and all the guys in New England, thank you. Thank you for having the courage. Having the guts to speak up and talk about what you see, not the stats, not that bullcrap, what you see. Finally, he's a regular coach, just like all the other coaches, that's Tom Brady.
3: Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Yeah,
2: what good, nice pull right there. I mean, really, I mean, they went to the playoffs last year. They really like that. 35 they're, point blowout. They're not good, but okay, just, just six championships means nothing. That quickly. We'll 12, well, 12 on the center. That quickly. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> loyalty, loyalty, loyalty.
0: <laughs> Yo,
2: what a hang. Thank y'all for
0: hanging with us. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Same time. That's it. Speak.